Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I think I feel I've already been sufficiently introduced this evening, so it's great to be with you to let's think about that passage. Um, this is, thank you, firstly, thank you all for the wonderful words you said. It means a lot to us to hear the things that uh, you said and your care and love, so I really appreciate that. Um, and uh, we reciprocate those feelings very much, so as a family. Uh, to tonight is my last sermon before I finish my time here at St. John's, the very last one actually now, because this is the third time I've done this today. Um, a few weeks ago, I thought I'll look up in my files and see what was the very first sermon that I preached at Sunday at 6, and it was a sermon on 1 Corinthians chapter 1, about our strength and our weakness as Christians and how God works through even people like me, so um, it's great to hear that he has a bit over the time we've been here. And I said during that sermon, I noted that I promised that I would stay here at St. John's for at least two years. Uh, so I'm over time on my promise by two and a half years, so I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. <laughs> um, and the Lord of the Rings references have been a big theme of this, so I might just throw a few in today. Uh, let me say that four and a half years is too short a time to spend among such excellent and admirable people. Uh, I don't know half of you half as well as I would like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. So thank you. Um, Go and read the first chapter of Lord of the Rings. Um, so let's talk about Jesus, though. Okay? Uh, so the last sermon, I'm really pleased to have the opportunity to talk about the centre of our faith and talk about Jesus. And so this I Am series is about how Jesus described himself to his disciples to help them understand who he was and what he came to do. And so we think if we look at that, we can understand better what he's saying to us um, as a church, who we are and what we should be doing and what he's saying to us and what he's calling us to do as we think about our vision. So we looked at four, so far, different images that Jesus said using the word I am to describe himself. So we looked at Jesus as, we said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the gate and I am the good shepherd. That was last week. And so today is one of the most challenging and uh, difficult of the I am sayings. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And as Kirk said, we've heard that Jesus said this in the context of the death of his friend Lazarus. So as Kirk said, Lazarus was a very good friend of Jesus and Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha, were also friends and disciples of Jesus. Uh, but Lazarus got sick, he, di he died and Jesus went. Um, and as we read on in the rest of the story after our reading, he actually brought Lazarus back to life again. And this is the most sensational of Jesus's miracles and brought a lot of attention to him, caused him a lot of trouble because people didn't like what he was saying about himself. Now, even if you don't know a lot about the Bible, you haven't read it much, you're, not, you're new to Christianity, you probably have heard of Lazarus. Uh, his name is used a lot. It's a bit of a symbol or in, in culture about someone who gets a new lease on life. Uh, apparently, sports uh, commentators use it a lot. I don't really watch sports, but that's something that they do. And John Howard, our previous, one of our previous prime ministers, famously back in the 90s said, um, if, I, if he's ever going to be the Liberal Party leader again, it would be like Lazarus for the triple bypass. And he did come back and became Liberal leader and became prime minister again. So he pulled a Lazarus. So Lazarus is a symbol for someone who comes back to life or gets a new lease on life. And this is where this story starts. Jesus using the death of his friend as a way of establishing Jesus' own relation to death and his power over death and what he came to do about it. So the story of Lazarus is a story that makes us think about death in our own relationship to death. 
death's a big topic. There's lots of different things to say about it. We all have feelings about it. We all have thoughts about it. And that often comes out in the kind of stories that we like to tell, that we like to read or to watch on TV. Last week, Sam told us about his love of the TV show The Walking Dead, uh, which doesn't get a lot on in our house, you know, maybe one day. But um, it's about zombies. Uh, coming back after an ap apocalyptic scenario. And so this is a big, big story. Lots of people like this kind of thing. And I talked about this a while ago in our Leviticus series, that we just seem as a culture to be obsessed with stories about the undead, the walking dead or the living dead, P creatures that have died and come back to life somehow, and, it's, and they're creepy, they're dangerous, they're not quite alive. And so, you know, vampires as well, werewolves we like, and zombies are huge at the moment. And so if you read the story of Lazarus, it's, a, it's got a bit of the Walking Dead kind of vibe. You know, there's a guy, it's a bit more, it's more in the sort of a, a, a mummy kind of uh, uh, zone, like some movie like The Mummy Returns. You know, Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb and he walks out, he's wrapped in grave clothes and it has this sort of strange feel. And we think about what, you know, it's a, it is a strange story. What does it mean? Um, and I think when we read the, when we enjoy these kind of stories or we get into them, it actually... I think we like that because it helps us think about death, particularly about how final it is. Because the hardest thing, one of the hardest things about death is to accept how final it is. And so often we think, what would it be like if someone came back? What would happen? Um, the stories we tell, though, seem to tell us that we think, oh, that maybe it wouldn't be as good as we think it might be. Uh, we can't get around death that easily. If someone comes back from the dead, it doesn't seem quite right. There's something strange about it. It's wrong. We know death's final. Uh, we need to deal with that. Uh, and also these stories can help us come to grips with just the weirdness of death, how strange it is when you confront death and the reality that someone's gone. Um, so ma many of you have seen, as I have, um, at a funeral, an open casket. You come and view someone who's died, and that's a, a strange thing. That was a, this is a person who had a life and a personality, and now it's a body. And that's a really strange thing. And we think about it, what does it mean? It, the world's not in our control, and the, this person who was very important to us has been taken away, and forever, and sometimes when we're not even ready. And so we have this relationship to death, it's strange, and the finality of it, and that might explain somehow when we say goodbye, as we've been doing to you today, it's often a hard thing to do, because it feels a bit like death. It's like a small anticipation of it. Uh, things are changing, they can never be the same again, and if we tried to bring it back, it wouldn't be the same. So somehow, you know, they talk about death as the long goodbye. And somehow every time we say goodbye, we're sort of getting a taste of that. The last goodbye we're going to say to everyone when we die. You know, but again, we think, it feels like death is final and it should be, or that's the way things are. And that if some, it's actually scary when someone dies, but it might be scarier when they, if they came back. So that's the stories that we tell. So when we read Lazarus, we might hear some of these thing, feelings and thoughts coming out about how we might feel about death. And so this is what happens in this story, in John's Gospel. It's a story about death and what happens next. So Jesus comes and he brings Lazarus back from the dead. That's, um, that's the end of the story. And so the question is, why did he do this? And how, what does it mean? Why did he do this thing that seems so strange and bring Lazarus back from the dead and interrupt Mary and Martha's normal process of grieving and all that was going on there? And I think the story from John tells us that Jesus did this because this miracle was a very important sign of who Jesus was. It's not just a sign that he was a powerful person, you know, I can do this, I can raise someone from the dead, I can hear, you know, I can do that. It was actually more deep than that about who he was. It was a sign that Jesus was God 
in human form. So that Jesus is saying, I'm the presence of God in the world as a person, a human being. And I say that because one thing that we know from the Bible, and right back in the beginning in Genesis, is that God is God who creates. He's God the creator. God is the maker of life, and he gives life. And so in the story of the Bible, and, and as it goes on, we really see that the big enemy of God and his creation is actually death. And that in the, according to the Bible, death is not actually a natural thing that just should just happen, but it's actually a result of things going wrong. Um, a failure of some kind in creation. And death is what happens when things that have been made and created things and people become separated from God and they lose the source of their life and they die. They stop existing. And so what we see when God comes into a situation in the story of the Bible and in, our, in people's lives is that he br- the sign that he's come is that he brings life with him. He brings new life where it's been taken away. Uh, there's a, a, a statement of faith we say commonly here called the Nicene Creed. It's an ancient statement of Christian beliefs. And one of the ways it talks about it, it says, we believe in God, the Holy Spirit. It says, the Lord, the giver of life. That's one of the big titles of God's Spirit. Because we believe that when God's Spirit is present in the world, in people's lives, he gives life to people. So if you think about Jesus and Lazarus, what's going on? It, what would we expect to see as a sign that God is in the world walking around as a person? Well, you'd see that he brought life to people, including being able to bring someone back from the dead again. So that's what Jesus does in this sign when he raises Lazarus from the dead in this miracle. And I think we can tell that this is what he's doing. He's giving a sign of his identity because of the way he talks to Martha about it in the reading that we had, that Kirk gave us. Because it's clear from what Martha says to Jesus that she doesn't really understand who he is or accept it yet, even though she's been following him as her teacher and her, her Lord, her friend. You know, she, she knows up to the point that Jesus is able to heal sick people. She knows he can do that. And so that's why she's a bit unhappy with him and she questions him when he comes, that he, he waited and didn't come when Lazarus was sick and heal him. She says to him, if you'd been here, Lord, my brother wouldn't have died. And she knows that you can do something. He knows that he can do something. She thinks he should have healed him. She's, he's failed her in one sense. And so he says to her, oh, she, he's going to rise again. And she thinks what he's saying to her is that um, have faith in God for the future. Because Mary was like a lot of Jewish people at the time and she believed very sincerely that if you trusted in God, those who did so were going to be raised from the dead at the end of time as part of God's plan for the world and his purposes. So she believed in the resurrection from the dead. And so she has faith in God. She's, she's not despairing about Lazarus. She's just sad. And she thinks that, oh, Jesus is saying, okay, you need to accept this, trust in God. At the end of time, Lazarus will come back to life. It'll be okay. But what Jesus is actually saying to her is a bit different from that. It's better news than that. He's actually saying that God's plan to bring new life into the world, to bring resurrection from the dead, is not just about the future, it's not just about way down the track, it's actually coming now, into her own time. So this is where we have the I am statement of this passage. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. You believe in the resurrection? I am the resurrection and the life. So God's life and the resurrection being raised are not something that's just happening in the future. It's actually happening right in front of her in Jesus. God's life is here. And he says if anyone believes in him and accepts that, they're going to have this new life in them, even if they die. 
And so Martha says, I believe. And so when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, it's a picture of what he's been teaching her. God's power of life has come into the world in a new way. It's changing our relationship to death. And so later on, when Jesus himself dies and rises again, they understand. This is a confirmation of what he's shown in Lazarus. Jesus has the power over death because he brings life. He is God. He is the resurrection and the life. God's working in the world in a new way. He's confronting death and the consequences of death as well. And so if you think about the story of Lazarus, it tells us about who who Jesus is. And one of the things it really shows us is why... Jesus' resurrection is so important. Why Jesus was so determined to go to death for us, to face it and to come to life again. Because what we see in this story is Jesus, he's the son of God, but he, he, he faces death in a very human way when he, he thinks about his friend Lazarus dying. So when Jesus comes to where Mary, uh, Lazarus' sister, is weeping for him, he comes to the tomb and he sees where Lazarus is laid. He's actually, Jesus is actually very deeply moved Uh, with sadness and grief. And this story is famous. It's got the shortest verse in the entire Bible, verse 35 of chapter 11, two words, Jesus wept. That's the whole verse, just two words. So we might think, you know, since Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, and he actually planned to do it because he waited for him to die before he came, that he wouldn't be so sad when he came. You know, be pumped. I'm going to do this. This is awesome, guys. You're going to see this amazing thing. But actually, Jesus faces death of his friend and he weeps and he cries. And not just a few tears, you know. He's not an Anglo-Saxon, you know, have to stiff up a lip. He weeps and sobs. Um, And that's the point, you know. So Jesus is saying, he's experiencing death for what it is. He's saying it's not a natural thing that we just accept and it's okay. It's something that is strange. It's disturbing. It's sad. And it's not the way things are supposed to be in God's creation. And Jesus experiences that in his feelings about it, and he weeps. He's a human being. He's sad. His friend has died. So Jesus has a heart and a mission to change that, and that's what he's, what he's going to do. So he shows this miracle uh, to demonstrate that, that Jesus is showing God isn't happy with death. He's not, gonna let, not willing to let us go. He's not willing to let us fall away into nothingness, to disappear. He wants to bring us back and give us new life. And the life that he's going to give is going to be not a scary kind of zombie life, but a real life, a new life again. So, not like a zombie, but more like perhaps Gandalf in Lord of the Rings when he comes back. He's better than ever. Yeah, that's the last one you got from me. So, Lazarus comes back to life. He's not, he's probably, it's probably a bit weird, but he's, a, he's really back to life. So, we think about what does this mean for us if we think about this story today? I think it has a few different meanings for us. So, um, of course, the raising of Lazarus from the dead is a sign for us that God is dedicated to the life of his world, to our lives, um, and to giving us life. So, God wants all of us, if we have to go through death, he, still, he wants us to live forever through Jesus. That is his plan, that is his intention. And so if we have faith in Jesus, that is something we can look forward to. And when we do funerals, this is what we say. We believe in the resurrection from the dead. God has our life in his hands, and Jesus has assured us that he does. So even when we say the long goodbye as Christians, it's not forever. It's maybe a long time, but it's not forever. But there is a bit more to that, as Mary and Martha found out. Scott, could I have the next slide, please? Um, 
Lazarus is also a sign for us about what God wants us to do now and to think about our lives now, not just in eternity, not just after we die. It changes our relationship to death and life now. So Jesus, the sign of Lazarus is saying, hey, this is starting now in our own time. And so this is what God, Jesus does for us. You know, because the reality is, all of us are going to die one day, but even as we live, death has a grip on us. Um, it has a grip on our lives and pulls us toward it. So death and its power has a grip on our hearts uh, and the way that we turn away from God towards other things and lose, lose the real life that he's given us to have. You know, death has a grip on our minds. It makes us afraid. It makes us unable to know the truth and to believe what um, God has said. Um, and death has a grip on its grip on our bodies. They run down, um, and we get sick, and we all die in the end. So, what Jesus is Jesus is calling to us and saying, like he did to Lazarus, "Come out of death. Come out of the way of death, this separation from God, the way of living for ourselves, and everything in a way that leads leads away from real life with God. Come out of that, and start again with a new life." God wants to give us a new life through Jesus. So the resurrection starts now, and Lazarus is a sign of that, to remind us of that, re of that truth. You know? So he's saying that to all of us, even if we do need a triple bypass Lazarus to get out of the, out of the tomb, because we've gone so far away from God, the path of death has, has got us. He can still call us out, and that's what he wants to do. And so that's what it means when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He's calling everyone out of the tomb to come to a new life with him. So the question for us when we hear this is, what are, what are we going to say? Are we going to stay there or are we going to come out like Lazarus did into Jesus' new life? So we don't say long goodbyes as Christians. We say short goodbyes. It's not for forever. So, um, but we do say short goodbyes because we're not fully free of death, and so, but we will all meet again in the new world that Jesus is bringing in. So this is my chance to say a short goodbye to all of you, my own personal words. So we're talking about life, and we've said a lot that, about life in Jesus, and this church, being at this church has certainly brought a lot of life to me and my family. It's been a great time. Um, so thank you for welcoming us into your lives and showing us care and friendship that we've had. It's been fantastic. And thanks for caring for us. You know, there's been some great times here, but there's been some very hard times too when you've been there. So we really appreciate it. And it's really showed us that God is alive and he cares for us. And I want to thank all, all the leaders here, particularly my staff colleagues. You've uh, shown us you know, Jesus uh, is, is alive and walking among us through his spirit. He built me up a lot in the last four and a half years. Um, to the point where we're ready to move on to something new. So, and you know, my time here hasn't been perfect. I'm sure I've made mistakes. I mean, people have been very nice this evening, but <laughs> um, you know, we all make mistakes, and that's. But Jesus has brought it, is bringing a new life that brings forgiveness as well and restoration. So we hope that um, we can take up that as well, <laughs> move towards new life. So. As we go, we just want to be assured we are we're going to pray for you as well, for the new vision of this parish. We know God's got great plans for you. It's a great community. And he is alive, he's with you, and he's, he's calling you to something new. What that's going to be, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll be wonderful. So I want you to, as I go, remember that, you know, your life, everything that we, in this life of this church is anchored in Jesus. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he's your hope, and he always will be. So let me pray as we go. Thank you.
Father, I thank you for uh, the new life that you have brought into our world through Jesus Christ. And we pray that we would come out of the tomb when you call us, as Lazarus did, into a new way of living and the hope of our own resurrection from the dead and our perfect life with you. Please help us to hold on to that in the midst of the death that surrounds us and calls us and um, brings us away from you. And we thank you for this community and the way you've called us to, be, to, to walk together on the life that Jesus has given us. And I thank you, myself, for, for the things you put into Sunday at 6 and our time here. So we'd like to bring all our lives and our hopes to you. In Jesus' name, amen.